June 5, 2018, it's a Wife from Pedro's show.
Watch for Pedro show. And Pedro, now with Brother Matt, he's in Palm Springs, still enjoying his uh, retirement. Uh, home away from home there. Kind of, that ain't a home for him. It's just a place where uh, he's, uh, he's in his mind. I think Twan's with him. And he gets back tomorrow, and I screwed up on the days, and so he's not available. But I'm not completely alone because the magic of those engineers in Estonia. We have uh, Skype to bring on board uh, Kathy and Stephen from The Great Sadness. Uh, what part of town? You're in SoCal, right? Yeah, we're in Echo Park right now. Now, uh, now you're all loud. <laughs> okay. Here, why don't you talk a second so I can get your levels. You weren't like this before. I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even close to the computer. <laughs> just, just be where you want to be and I can get the level. This is where, this is where I am and okay. Steve is where he is. Okay, because when you first spoke, man, it was really loud. Okay. So you're in Echo Park. Okay. Yes. Uh, who wants to go first with their journey, music journey? I'll go first. Okay, Kathy, what's your earliest musical recollection? My earliest is uh, my mom and dad playing records in the in the in the living room in my in the house I grew up in playing like old blues records and a lot of jazz records. Both my mom and dad were really really great musicians. Oh, they played. They weren't just listeners. My mom was a great pianist. She actually played. She played a church organ from the time she was five years old. Was there a Organ yeah. in the living room? Was there one in the house? Well, we had two grand pianos in the house, and my mom used to have recitals at, at, at the house. Two of them? Two. Wow. So you could get a little dueling piano thing going. Uh, she did a lot of so that. So did your pop play too? Yeah, he played clarinet. They got they played a... The they, licorice stick. Pardon? The licorice stick. <laughs> you never heard it called that? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, what was his name? Uh, Artie Shaw? Yeah. <laughs> right. In fact, there was a lot of famous clarinet. It kind of went out, right? But I think only Woody Allen's <laughs> known for it nowadays. But it used to be a lot of band leaders played it and stuff. Okay. Um, so, so woodwind and piano. Okay, so you grew up in a house with music, uh, not yeah. just listening, but also playing. Do you, do you remember... Uh, well, a lot of times where there's a piano in the house, I found that people were asked to take lessons. Yeah, uh, I took piano lessons, and I took flute lessons, and I didn't like either of my teachers, and I quit. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that story a lot, too. In fact, I've heard people turn off of music because they had such terrible teachers. Yeah, I actually had, I had flute lessons uh, for... I had flute lessons in junior high school, and I would take my flute to school every day. Yeah. And then go to lessons, and then my mom and dad found out about it like eight months later. Oh, really? <laughs> what, what the fuck? That's what, a little, yeah, that's a little covert. Uh, <laughs> what about school? Did you Were you in the school band or the orchestra or the jazz thing or whatever? I actually, I wasn't in, I wasn't in school band, but I, I was in school choir for years. Oh, yeah, in the and choir. I, play, okay. I actually accompanied my school choir on guitar, on acoustic guitar. Ah, okay. Um, what, what about the first record you bought yourself? Uh, the first record, there used to be this place, I grew up in La Habra. You know where that is? Sure. All right, and there used to be this this record store called the Music Box, okay. and the music 
the music box, it was on Harbor Boulevard, and the music box would do these, they would, they would take like six to eight records and put, tie them up with, with, uh, with a, that brown string, you know, sure. and put, put the best ones on the outside. Of course. <laughs> and the creepy ones on the inside. And I, I bought, so I bought a stack of records and there was a, it was a, uh, Cass Elliott, Dave, who's that guy that was in this Love and Spoonful? David, uh, well, um, Mama Cat, that's Mamas and the Papas, and then, uh, yeah, what is his name, uh, do you Dave. believe in magic? <laughs> that guy, that guy, and on the other, other, the other side was, uh, it was a compilation from, um, Buddha Records that had, uh, that had, uh, a Tina Turner single on it, and a T-Rex single on it, so there was... So there was that. That was it. Oh, oh, T Rex would like, like a song from each band. You're saying like an anthology, a compilation. Copy. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. And Labra, Labra, isn't it next door to Disneyland? Uh, no, it's near. It's Fullerton. <laughs> Way to park. Labra, you know. <laughs> Fullerton, and Anaheim. Okay. 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 I, I don't mean to generalize anything behind the orange curtain, but. <laughs> well, you got to do that. Well, you got to do that, what? <laughs> <laughs> know, that's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked In fact, I just played there, and uh, I had a good time. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good cats there. A lot of people... I remember this quote. It's not where you're from. It's where you're at, right? A lot of people don't pick where they're born. <laughs> you know what? Disneyland, a long time ago, they used, to, they used to have big bands play in the carnation. I think Buddy Rich got kicked out of there for smoking mota. Yeah, I saw the Lionel Richie band play there with my brother. It was <laughs> insane. This is after Commodores. No, no. What am I talking about? Uh, Lionel, not Lionel Richie. What am I talking about? Um, the Lionel Hampton. Yeah. Oh, but, oh, oh, yeah. Why did I say Lionel Richie? That Lionel was. Hampton's a vibes player, and uh, he's in that movie about the. Steve Allen plays the drummer guy, Gene Krupa's story or something. And, and Lionel, uh, he's working in the kitchen here in Pedro because they're going to go to Catalina. Hey, you want to join the band? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and little Jimmy Scott was his singer. Great cat. I got to see a few times with Raymond Pettibone. Okay, what was the first gig you went to? Did your parents take you to gigs? My mom My mom took me to see uh, Cleo Lane at, at UCLA. Whoa, that's a hell ride from La Habra. Yeah, that was, uh, went to see Clea Lane, and and her husband, John Dankworth, was, was her was her, her writer and arranger. Yeah. And it, was his, and it was his band that she was singing. That was the first one. I think it was, like, maybe 13, 12 or 13. Wow. What about the first gig you wanted to go to that you went? Uh, Led Zeppelin at the Forum. Okay. <laughs> uh <laughs> what about what about playing with people at school, classmates after school, that kind of garage band things? You do that stuff? No, nah, you know I ran track and I smoked weed. Okay. I didn't. I didn't really do that kind of thing. I kind of made. I really didn't like group activities at all. Yeah. And I, I ran track so I didn't have to be relying on anybody. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm a dick. I don't know, but. Um, I didn't really start, I played music, but I didn't start, I didn't really start playing any kind of bands until like my mid-twenties. That's okay. 
No wine before it's time. I want to play a deserter here, okay? Okay, do it.
lot from Pedro show started off with deserter there great sadness then uh, automatic Sam out of Holland with June because it's June and by the way people it's the first day of the June gloom because the first three di- four days of June was pretty sunny but the May gray is uh, graduated into the yeah it'll burn off around our pretty gray here in Pedro Echo Park is it gray it's gray okay you know, people come and visit us, right? They trip on that. Like, I thought it's always sunny. They don't understand right. about marine layer and having mountains next to ocean. Right. Yeah, dumb fucks. Okay, after that, um, is Instituto No with uh, Amico Retovato. That's a Sicilian project. Uh, SS Space Systems with Oshima Riota out of upstate New York. Lucy Lee, Lee from England. Uh, Kitsuji, Black Lips, brand new. I think Sean Lennon produces. Ask for the Wolfman. Bob Pollard, of course, every month he's got to have a new album, right? And he does. Ask for Wolfman. No, no, no. That was Black Lips. Heaven is a gated community. Yeah, it's kind of a more conceptual tune for me. Anthems of the Void with Pass on the Sparrow's Vision. I think that's New York also. But the city... And then finally, Underground from The Great Sadness. People, Stephen's drummer, The Great Great Sadness. And I'm going to ask you, what is your earliest musical recollection? Um, So, the first uh, peek into the world of heavy music was, I think my mom played me um, Iron Man record um, when I was probably like eight years old. Iron Man, the song, Black Sabbath? Right. So with the, uh, I think the, the album's called Paranoid. Paranoid album, yeah. So um, One of the best album covers ever, right? Some kind of a sword. That's pretty trivial. <laughs> what was your theory about the Iron Man? We always thought that Ozzy was singing through a fan. I am Iron Man. <laughs> Right. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I just assumed it was a big goblin or something singing. So. <laughs> yeah, because if you sing through a fan, you kind of get that effect. Right, right. Uh, okay, so your mom playing you paranoid at the pad at your home? Yeah. Are you a Habra dude too? Um, no, I'm actually born um, born in Texas, raised in Colorado. What part of Texas? Uh, Austin, Texas. Okay, middle. And where in Colorado? Denver? Um, it was actually uh, Aurora. Oh, yeah. Too, not too far from Denver. Yeah, yeah, I know where that, that's where the shooting, right? At the movie theater. Right. Guy dressed up as uh, Joker. <laughs> yeah, the Jake. Very sad. I, you know, I just dro- dro- drove by it because you go by Aurora when you go from the airport into town. Okay. Yeah, and I pointed that out to my second man terrible. I don't know why I pointed it out. What a dumb fuck. You know what's funny about that airport is that horse. Man, does it got some scary eyes. I, I, I heard that the guy who sculpted it, it actually fell on him and killed him. Yeah, and his son, um, his son finished, finished it. Finished it, right. Right. Trippy. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, can you remember... Uh, well, let me ask you this. Was there music in the, in the house? Like, uh, not just listeners, but people making music? Uh, my my mother played piano. Wow! So there's a piano in the pad. Okay. Well, did you play? Were you given lessons? I did not. Okay. 
did you make big old like circles on it by uh, glasses of water or soda pop? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. <the> no. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't start fooling around on it. I think until my teenage years. Uh, in school, did you get music? Um, outside of music class, no. Oh, but there was music class. What? What was it? Did, did they give you an instrument or harmony or what? You know, that was that was elementary school, so it was pretty. Like playing a recorder? Yeah, simple things yeah, like yeah, that. Okay, singing. And shakers and whatnot. Shakers, right, right, right. What, uh, can you remember the first record you bought? Um, You know, actually, I can't remember the first record I purchased, and it probably would have been CD at that point. Ah, okay, same thing. Th- because, physical piece of thing that you chose yourself. Um, You know, I like to think that my favorite first, record was a gift to me from an older sister of mine and it was uh, Evil Empire Rage Against Machine whoa um, that was my first CD but that's kind of a foist right you didn't pick it um, well you know it blew my brain though so it was, <laughs> that was gifted to me and then kind of coveted and played over and over again I really like their bass man uh, Tim right right he's good man he yeah, they were. I'm a big, I'm a big fan personally. <laughs> By the way, uh, okay. Uh, what about gigs? You know, I didn't play in a band. Um, no, no, a, going to a gig as a gig goer. Well, uh, so first gig was bad for me. Um, it was a Green Day gig that I was forced into going to because of a girlfriend of mine. Okay. <laughs> and then I think um, my probably first. Um, I think my first concert that I actually paid to go see was probably like um, some uh, electronic artist, you know, like um, I think that probably there was this uh, this group called Major Laser that Diplo started um, um, with some musicians from Jamaica. And I think that was the first show ticket that I ever bought to go see a concert. Okay, when did you get on the drums? Um, the drums uh, started for me just um, about, I guess, five five years ago. Okay. And how did it happen? Um, that happened just through me and Kathy actually starting our band. I hadn't played drums, but I had been gifted one, and it was sitting around. A whole so, kit? Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> started okay. Okay. It's just sitting around the living room. <laughs> right. We started what we figured out. We had all the stuff we needed already. Okay. Well, no, you needed a bass player too, but you know, we'll get to that. Right. <laughs> that you know, I, when I think of these bands like that, like this, I'm always thinking of the poor, lonely kick drum. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. So in a way, uh, meeting Kathy got you on the drums. Correct. Okay, so the great sadness—it's your first band. Correct. Wow, that's bitching. So actually, you learned by doing. Correct. Wow, you just jumped on it. You know, there was a lot of that in the old days of the movement. Cats who had never played, and then all of a sudden, for example, the urinals—you know—they were like film students and shit. And who do, do you want to play bass? I don't know. Uh, let's draw straws. You know, it's that kind of thing. I, I really love that idea where you just want to go do it and do it. 
But yeah, uh, I've got other projects that I've heard that started kind of like you explained um, uh-huh. with the urinals. Um, I, I think they have a, sometimes a better chance at making something more unique sounding because that classical training is not in the way. Good point. You know, some of those people, especially with classical music you, you mentioned, they can play like motherfuckers, but if you don't put a sheet of music in front of them, they can't yeah. do any. Yeah, no improvise. No, uh, yeah. no inside voice. Yeah. It's really weird. The artistic part is, is, uh, is lacking. But they've learned the technique. Right. Which is kind of a copy of what this other guy copied of, copied of, copied, co- yeah, you know, Jesus. Might as well have a, one of them pianos with the fucking paper in the holes. <laughs> Player yeah. piano. Player piano. Fuck, I've seen them with their whole bands in these pianos. <laughs> like little drum sets and shit. And they're all running on holes in the scroll of the paper. Okay, so uh, tell me about how the, the Great Sadness came together then. Um, you can help out too, Kathy, if you want. All right. Yeah, we met like six years ago through a sister of mine. Kathy's a costumer and was doing a job for my sister. And um, we were out on set together and we just started talking and going back and forth about music and our past and just decided to give it a whack after we knew we were both kind of looking to get back into some, well, for me to get into something and for Kathy maybe to get back into the swing of being in a, in a project. Because, um, yeah. Kathy, Kathy, you started guitar, what, in the mid-20s? Pardon? You started playing guitar with people in your mid-20s. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I did. And you, you were in several bands before this great sadness, right? That is correct. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm working on the mind reading, but I'll have to use words until I get better at it. I was in a, I was in a band called Touch Candy. Yeah, um, I remember. I was in a band with Abby Travis called Beaver Trap. And yeah, she played, Abby Travis, great bassist. She played drums in that band. She and, uh, yeah, but, but I mean, her main thing, I think she could play everything and also sing great. She played, well, she was kind of, often, often she'd had, if we played live, she'd had a couple of drinks, so she sounded like bon, John Bonham falling down <laughs> the stairs trying to find his keys. So there's that. <laughs> That was a great band. That was a, that was a band that just kind of like cut. It was just fucked and awesome. <laughs> and you know her brother uh, runs uh, Cafe Noah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Great we cat, played. Dave Travis. Yeah. Yeah, I've known him. Actually, I knew them. They went to gigs when they were really young. I met those guys as teenagers. Right. I mean, not me, a teenager. Them teenagers. Yeah, yeah. I think me and Abby have been friends since she was like, I met Abby when she was like 19 or something. Yeah, their pop was like a cameraman for CBS or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, June 5, 2018, Dish and Show. Special guests, uh, Kathy and Stephen from the Great Sadness. Hold tight for hour two. June 5, 2018, it's the second hour. The Watt for Pedro Show. Uh, so 
חדשה על מנת לתאר את זוועות המלחמה, עובדה שהיא חוזרת שוב ושוב, הנה ההצהרה שלי,
started off the second hour with the great sadness doing Wonderland. This trippy thing I haven't had on the show before a uh, long time. Uh, Salico doing Live at Alfred 203. Farther south, we need a new language. Dutch Nikob Blazgolozov. No, come on. Blagoslov. Blagoslov. My Macedonian ain't so good. Vasco Adenosovsky in Theme Project featuring Tina Rak. Chetiri from next door in Bulgaria, Kodorashki. And the Great Sadness with Birdman. Tell me about the first Birdman prac. Not Birdman. Great Sadness. What's that? Yeah, the first time you guys played together, what was that like? When you get the guitar, the singing, the drums. What? Um, the first time we played, we got, I got, this is actually before we started playing. I got asked to do a, a show over at Echo Park Rising, over at at the Bright Spot. But yeah. they didn't work out their, they didn't really work out their venue very well because it was on the patio. And there was like a, there was a, a, a stage across the street where, where Taze is. Yeah. So. We were getting bombarded by, by like, I, I guess it was some kind of reggae music. Total, like, reggae music just booming. It was a bogart. Like, how are we going to play this fucking show? Yeah. I'm doing this. And then Steven, so we because we were essentially doing acoustic things. So we, we took we took all of our shit and moved it around the corner where the bank is and played on the balcony. You know? <laughs> it was so weird. And then, you know, we played and I'm like, well, this is cool. And then that was a, pretty much our first show, like, just playing together. And then we just kept... What'd you do for tunes? So did you guys do practice before this? You got together some tunes, right? Yeah. We had, like, a bunch of songs that, that I, had, I had written, you know, and then and then we just started practicing okay. afterwards. And we're like, we should just play and write some songs and do stuff because this is obviously working. Ah, because those, those songs that you played for that gig were actually before playing with Steve and... So you wanted stuff that was current to the sitch, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I'm like, I, I didn't even think I was going to do a band anymore because I was kind of burnt on doing that. I was like, eh, I don't know. Maybe not. And then we started playing together. I'm like, oh, this this is on. So yeah. I might as well just ride this and see where it's going to go. And Steven's rad as a person. And yeah. he has, like, insane raw talent, you know? So... so I'm like, okay, so let's do this, and it can something something cool can happen from it, you know? Yeah, because how many recordings? Six, five. What? Oh, uh, uh, how many? We got like three, four. We have three vinyl records out. Yeah. And but there's uh, I asked because I went to the Bandcamp site, and it looked like you guys you've done some recording. Yeah. yeah, we have three. We put out a self-titled record that was like five songs, and then we put out a forty-five uh, that was two singles on each side, um, and then we put out "Weep," which is the last full length, and we're getting ready to put out another one hopefully this summer. Okay. Yeah, we just recorded again with Joe Cardamoni again. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, from uh, yep. Icarus Line. Yep. Yeah, Small that. World. And you know where I met him? Was in Dave Grohl's studio with James Williamson. 
when James did that album of all of the Stooges that uh, stuff from Hollywood that never got recorded, Joe yeah. was one of the singers. Crazy. In fact, I want to have him on the show. He does. He, he's got some new projects. Really trippy. It's like a, I don't know. It's called Holy War or something. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Icarus line is gone because he lost his friend, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I think without without, yeah. without Alvin, it's it's kind of like it was done. Yeah, but his know? new project is probably, I think it's where his passion's at, personally, for himself anyway. So I think this new stuff he's doing is... I can't <laughs> wait to bring him on and uh, talk <laughs> about it. Uh, you know, I, I want to play this song here called Never. What can you tell me about this tune? Never. Never was recorded with Joe. Yeah. Ah. Okay. What yeah. studio? Uh, he has a he has a studio at his pad okay. in Burbank. Yeah, it's Valley Recording. It's his company. Yeah, he's he's pretty productive cat. <laughs> yeah, he works hard. Ah, uh, he well he got great sounds out of you guys. Let's listen.
This song is called Excuse Yourself. fun but more fun to some than others what makes it worse he's got a curse and of course he's in the drugs he lost his shirt his shame was short he did not hear the first report he lacked support how did you come to your belief your name's all in your family tree What you just said We caught you in a lie It speaks to your state of mind You cross the line, you drop the ball You screw the pooch, you're out of your mind You must resign How did you come to your belief Your name's copy in the family tree Something must have gone right
My girl sells business. Oh, picking up. Oops. You girls got time for a quick cup of coffee? I could use a break. My feet are killing me. Jesus, we'd like to, but we got a client. Should be here any time now. Sounds like a live one. He wants ten of us. We'd spend or two, and there's a hundred bucks a piece in it for us. A hundred? Sounds like a long night for you two. I'd be careful if I were you, though. Could be a weirdo, you know? Excuse me, ladies. My name's Michael Todd, and I represent the Jabbers. I believe we've got a little business arrangement. Would you walk this way, please? Girls. To the banana. 
for Pedro show never from the great sadness the negative example excuse yourself Sarah Shook and Disarmers solitary confinement the Vandal Poets with the demo of Eskimo Part 2 uh, Gigi Allen and the Jabbers I don't know why I thought it a Gigi but you know what I learned a, a real good life lesson as far as the music as far as Gigi Allen always bring your own mic to sing with, yeah, especially if you're going on after him. Yeah, I okay. Pussy Summit, Nate and Cherry Love Fair, and then finally, The Great Sadness with Blind. So these songs like Never and Blind. Well, let's talk about the album because I'm I'm taking this all from this, you know, uh, Howard Flo flowed me the Howard Wolf flowed me this album. And uh, was there a big theme, or is it a collection of tunes? Um, I think it's a little of both. You know? it, it struck to me like the tunes kind of went together as a, 
not an opera maybe like this stupid shit I do, but sometimes no more. <laughs> but it that, that, that did it was kind of a downer theme. Am I wrong? <laughs> well, one thing one thing I think comes from that, that that's the first record, right? Blind is from the first record. Yeah, all these tunes that I'm playing, right? Yeah. Tonight, suicide, enough, <laughs> deserter, desperate, you know. The really uplifting, joyful kind of thing, you know. Dude, if you're looking, if you got to deal with the down to take yourself up, that's all I got. No, no, look, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, one of my favorite songs is Frankie Teardrop by that band Suicide. And that's a heavy, sad song, but it's good. You know what I mean? Anything that pulls feeling out, right? Sometimes you laugh, sometimes you cry. The lame thing is just, you know, paint the dot, uh, connect the dots and paint by numbers. So, but I'm just wondering, uh, you don't have to answer it, you know, like you said, you can let the music do its talking. But what, you're saying it's a little of both, it was kind of the together, but also collection of songs. Some of our songs, uh, like most of our records, are made from songs that we've been touring or or sets that we've been, you know, playing at, at venues. So, normally what happens is me and Kathy will have a a, a pretty, like maybe two or three sets worth of material that we've been playing live. That then that then we try to go in and record. So I'd say um, every record is kind of like that. It's like the first set. Well, okay. yeah, but, but, but Stephen, how do you get to the point of getting the set together in the prac pad, right? I'm not. I mean, I'm asking about the process. What, do you come in with the drum beat, or does Kathy bring in some words? See which ones are kind of. More cohesive. No, I mean I'm talking about even before that. Like, does does Kathy bring in some words? Do you bring in a beat? Uh, what was that? I'm 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 talking about the process before that, like when you're giving birth to these babies. So, um, a lot of the songs um, Kathy had already as acoustic songs. And yeah, right, right. We basically transferred them to electric and then added drums. And that's really where the first record probably comes all from Kathy's um, material. Maybe one or two um, collaborations in that first record. And then the last record, um, Weep, is like, I think that's all just... I wonder why Howard didn't send me Weep. <laughs> What's that? I wonder why Howard didn't send me the latest record. Anyway, that ain't Howard's fault. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour, June 5, 2016 edition of for Pedro Show. Special guest, Great Sadness. Hold tight for hour three. June 5, 2018, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. Yeah. 
Eight wheels and a love of speed, red ruff of hair and a busted knuckle. Skates with a vengeance, clears the track for herself. She can do it all, take it close to the wall. Come back out and move your bitching move, babe. Skating it off willy-nilly, clear. Chase them round the rink and left to your silly. Blazing speed with a touch of kindness and a fierce little wit, too. Could be this one while Damon is bringing your show to town and standing around, I can tell you to be the last one to tell about it. I love this skater, this dame, this person. Bring a battle on one heck of a babe.
Well, for Pedro Show, we start off the third hour with the great sadness doing tonight. And, uh, yeah, people, I'm learning that the, the, this big batch of songs, this actually, yeah, it was Kathy's stuff before the band got together and then got transformed into great sadness form. Uh, but on future shows, I'm going to play more of their <laughs> recent music, okay? Just miscommunication with Howard there. Um, Nano Face, after that, it all goes away. Ghost Car, ah, out of Colorado. There, Steve. Uh, Earthman's Overture, Joe Brewer, Cracker Jack, and finally Insect Surfers, Radar Road. That's a cat uh, from Washington, D.C., but he's lived here a long time. God, what's his name? He's a great, great cat. He, he dresses up like Ig. Him and Don Bowles do a version of the, the Raw Power album. And David, his name's David, I think. Um, Look, what do you got plans to do now? Uh, tour? Um, me and Kathy are probably, like, we just recorded this new record, um, and we've been touring pretty on and off for the last two, three years. Uh-huh. So right now, um, we had plans for a summer tour, but um, they kind of fell, fell through, so we're going to... Um, kind of just take our time to play some more local shows and um, continue writing and um, probably preparing to do another record um, since this one's already on its way out. Summer tours are tough. The kids are out of school and the weather kind of sweaty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the Minutemen, you know, our first one by ourselves, two-month-er and you know, July and August. We thought what was going to help us was just cutting all our hair off and being ball-headed. Maybe it helped a little bit. <laughs> you know, the rest of the country is in California. In fact, it's not even a north-south thing. Everything east of the Rockies is just humid as shit in the summertime. <laughs> so uh, that's how we learned. And, uh, uh, you want to record again so you'll have another badge. Well, we got a big bit. I mean... Yeah, We're always turning them out. It's, yeah. it's kind of an ongoing process. And, I mean, and, and do you guys uh, regularly record with Joe? This is our second. Okay. Record. I guess we could call that regular now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for a second one. But we, we recorded a lot of songs. I mean, we, we, we recorded a lot of songs. We edited out the ones that didn't work. And probably we have, like, I'm looking at the list. We got, like, nine for a record, and then we got a bunch of singles. So we got, I mean, honestly, we got our work cut out. You got, what, what is the process? Obviously, you're not using stuff from the old days. This is what I was trying to get at at last hour with you, Stephen, is what is the process for the great sadness? Well, it's kind These of... These days. It's kind of a mixed bag. There's like, Stephen will bring in a, you know, it's either Stephen will bring in like a, 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 a drum pattern or, you know, something... Or I'll bring in, I'll bring something that I've been working on, or we jam, you know? So the words come last? Yeah, it's kind of like a, you know, it depends on, you know, like we kind of just bring it, we, we, we bring in stuff, and then we just kind of work it out, and then we listen to the stuff that's working, and then we just, and then we, we t- tighten it up, you know? Okay. What about so, this tune I want to play uh, called Suicide? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Can you tell me something about that? I think the late some lady just killed herself that was a fashion designer, right? Really? Yeah. I can't remember her name. 
Yeah, I remember. Just a few years ago, she had a lot of success and stuff. And oh, what's that? In fact, a Martin uh, David Spade, she married his brother or something. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, things can get heavy. Things can get down, right? I've lost a few friends that way. Lorenz Scott, that one. That's it. That's the one that was living with Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one, Tall, tall she was, she was really kind of young, right? Yeah, young, you know, younger than younger than an elderly person. <laughs> younger than Mick. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Okay, let's listen.
Walter well, Pedro show, last music for this show, a Suicide from the Great Sadness. Uh, White Denim with Take It Easy. I had that bass man on a couple weeks ago from uh, Texas there, Stephen. Uh, Gnarly Davidson out of uh, Omaha with, no, no, I'm wrong, Lawrence, I'm sorry. Uh, part four, uh, Evil Hearted You out of East L.A. here, Two Gone. I think Joe was born in East L.A. He told me he grew up there. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And then finally, Enough from The Great Sadness, which I thought was a great closer, right? Enough? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the, you told me your plans, right? You're going to, you got something ready to come out, but you don't want to tour it, so you'll make, make another recording and then tour that. Then you have all kinds of stuff. What about advice? Do you ever meet younger people who want to? I, I mean, I. I'll, I guess I'll go first on this. Mine's pretty short. I, I, I think in a world of music that we live in where the shit is so saturated and everybody is so, um, you know, you have people who wake up every day who are like, you know, over the age of 20 who think they live in the 70s and they dress and live and breathe every single thing 70s. And it's really a choice that when you're a musician, if you're going to like start catering to a genre that's already in existence and think that you can serve, you know, that genre that's been around some justice. So my advice is to really just go in and make your own sound. Like try not to sound like other people, try to really be original because um, to me, um, even though some of the music that me and Kathy make and even music that I make on my own, um, it really sometimes feels like I'm trying to kind of, you know, or it feels like the world is trying to get me to cater to be towards this one thing. And I think sometimes people are just afraid to really be who they really are and to see what's going to really come out of them if they really try to just be themselves. Yeah, that makes good sense, Steve. Be yourself when you write and don't own the things that you say immediately because, you know, you don't really own yourself. You know, it's life is temporary and your words can be, you know, as wild as and crazy as you want, you know. Sure. What about you, Kathy? Greatest political stance you can take in this world is to be an individual. And if you and if you're gonna make if you're gonna make shit yeah. and commit to it and be be yourself in the midst of it because that's all you can be there's nothing else and you just have to you have to make that commitment and i mean i personally i'm i was i'm hardwired to make shit i can't do anything else and but the one thing that i do go on is if it feels correct then it is correct then and you just, i just keep doing it and you can't i can't listen to anybody else telling me what's right or wrong because what's right is what's right for me and that's carried me through but what about what about just just put it out there i'm not making any judgments but you're in a band yeah yeah so it's not total individual right no it's not but you know i i am myself within this band you know what i put in you know like and you know this from being in a band. It's like the the greatest bands are the are the unity of, of energies between between those people, right? Absolutely. So my individual energy and Steven's individual energy has made something greater than what both of us are. You know. 
And one of the the main reason that energy exists is because both of us come in as individuals. That That's serve. right. Yeah, that makes good sense. Yeah, I understand what you mean. And, and then hopefully the great sadness itself as an entity is individual. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people doing guitar and drum units. And uh, I got to say, you guys got your own sound. I'm, I'm really into it. And uh, I got to see you play again and we'll, or share the stage. And I can't wait to hear the new batches of stuff. Uh, it's been a great honor uh, to have you on the show. But, uh, people can find you on the uh, internet, right? Uh, Thegreatsadness.bandcap.com. Right. And we have Facebook and Instagram as well. Yeah, but we don't want uh, Mr. Whoever owning all your stuff. So. Bandcamp, Bandcamp. Right. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Uh, people, it's been June 5, 2018 edition of Wapito Show. Special guest, Great Sadness. Everybody, keep your powder dry.